Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. Are you looking for help with trying to lose weight? Well, this could be the solution for you. With a range of products such as shakes, boosters, capsules, and more, get started today simply by adding Kirsty on Facebook using the link in the show notes and get started today. For the ad-free version of this podcast, please visit our Patreon page and become a patron at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts in that month and all of the previous ad-free podcasts that we've done. Head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. The link's in the description. Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast. It is Entertainment Talks podcast for the Walking Dead on AMC and Fox. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today is David. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. Uh, So we're two people down, unfortunately. Uh, Chris and Sophie are unfortunately busy, but uh, Chris was in the preview podcast, if you want to have a listen to that. Um, So this is for the 100th episode of the show, uh, Season 8, Episode 1, titled Mercy. Uh, did you like it? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, there's, uh, I, I mm. for to episode one, I thought that was really clever. Somebody posted a shot by shot video of of the the scenes of episode one hundred and episode one, and uh, there really is like you know they they have kind of matched things shot for shot, which is really cool. Um, <clears throat> so I really enjoyed that uh yeah and it's nice to see the group kind of back on the uh attack again you yeah. know because they've been on the defensive for so long and uh you know it was it got very depressing last season so mm-hmm. it's nice to see them kind of back at full strength which is good yeah I, I like this episode a lot there's a few things i didn't like but some things i did like as well um i really liked the attack on the sanctuary i really liked um daryl driving around on his on his motorbike and shooting yeah. some, some bombs actually giving something daryl to do rather than just stand there and basically not say anything uh because he, yes. he actually had some lines in this episode which is nice to hear <laughs> him speak a bit more for for a change um yeah i mean i've joked before about like oh his his script for what for the season is on like one sheet of paper um <laughs> But like it was, it felt like Daryl did a bit more. Whether that carries on through the rest of the season, we don't know yet, of course. Um, but it felt like it did come back with a bit of energy. The show itself, because uh, yeah. last season we were just sort of waiting for what was going to happen with different things, and some of it's clicked into place a bit more. Uh, we're still not sure on like you know what's what's going to happen to Gabriel, what's going to happen to Gregory, whose side is Eugene really on? There's still those sort of questions. Um, but I thought it came back with a lot, of, a lot of energy, and in particular, I really hope that with Carol and Morgan's arc, they just keep them as they are, because their arc in particular went on for a very long time, and it did get sort of irritating a little bit. Like the arcs were a decent idea that they did with those two characters, but I think they just went on a bit too long. Um, yeah, so it's good to see them back in 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 the swing of things as well. I thought that was that was pretty good. 
Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I didn't manage to write down a recap because I started I started the episode and then I started to write some things down, but the way that this episode jumps around in time a lot and stuff, I just found yeah. it a bit difficult to write down in recap. So what I did is basically write down the set pieces and then outside of that I wrote down some other little bits and pieces. Uh, okay. We have a couple of emails as well, and then Nicholas sent in a tweet, which I'll, I'll read out. So, uh, let's start off with the set pieces. Before the um, before the attack on Alexandria, some individual saviors are taken out at different guard posts, uh, presumably to clear the path um, and not have these people alert you know, any of the saviors or Negan himself. Probably like by walkie-talkie, because that's a you know a, a thing that's used at this at this time in the apocalypse. Yeah. Um. What What do you think of this bit? The like. So, it, so this is basically like the build up to the to the attack. Yeah, I I thought it was nice. You didn't get kind of uh, an idea of exactly what they were doing, but you started to see people getting taken out, which I think was uh, was good. Uh, you get um, uh, you 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 had the the bits with them sort of. Uh, it was almost like a, a an A team construction like sort of sequence you know the the kind of clip sequence where they're building the cars and sticking bits on the side and that sort of mm. stuff as well which is cool yeah that was good with the with the sheet metal and stuff yeah uh that was pretty good yeah i mean th- this is towards more the start of the episode and i did feel like the first maybe 10 minutes or so it's hard to tell because we had um adverts and stuff and i do watch this show live um it's hard to tell how much time roughly but the first sort of part did feel like okay is this episode just gonna be build up and an end at the sanctuary but it did go a bit further but yeah with my concerns of about the pace coming out of season seven going into season eight where a lot of season seven was okay we're gonna build up these different set pieces but take a long time in the season to do that i kind of thought okay are we in for another season of like or another episode at least of like just building other pieces up because i spoke in the preview podcast about like this show doing things like that like yeah instead of focusing on its current events focusing too much time on setting up future stuff like introducing characters and then more characters and and stuff like that so that was a little bit of a concern but they did get past where i thought they were going so that was good um so that there was like the um there was the zombie that was tied up to the pole that Rick uh, cut the sort of wire off, and that guy, uh, yeah. the other guy, got eaten. And then there was, uh, there was the other one that was like on top of the post, and he got like hit off of it. And then yeah, the the zombie uh, came for him afterwards, and there was a few others as well. I thought that was all fairly good, fairly good. Um, anything else to say about this stuff? No, no. I mean, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you i wasn't expecting them in this episode to go quite as far as they did you know i i didn't think we'd actually get to see them openly attack the sanctuary like straight away Mm -hmm. so uh so yeah i was i quite like that but yeah the build-up bit i thought was was quite nice sort of you saw them just little skirmish things of you know like you say the guy being shot off the pole the it's quite interesting because i mean we see this much later as well but the, them using the zombies quite a lot as weapons yeah um yeah. throughout you know individual ones like you know him chopping the the rope and and attacking the guy and you know i yeah i i thought that was that's kind of interesting what they're doing with that 
I, I am always interested in that in um, a, a zombie apocalypse type story where, you know, the apocalypse starts and the zombies are your enemy, but then your story gets to a point where people are fighting each other, you know, over supplies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then they're actually using zombies as weapons. Zombies are still a threat. Zombies can still kill you, of course. Um, yeah. But it's more of a, you know, they they learn how to, like, use the zombies in that way and end up using them as, um, using them as uh, sort of weapons. I quite like that. Yeah. Uh, on to the next other bit. Uh, Tara, Tara, uh, Daryl, Morgan, and Carol go to a bridge to set off a car explosion. Daryl then leads the walkers back to the sanctuary on the way where he sets off individual explosions, which, I, like I said, I thought was quite good. Uh, he doesn't miss a single one, either. Yeah. Uh, to lead them back, uh, and the RV is blown up inside the sanctuary. The main group is using sheet metal to protect them. Pretty good idea. And they're um, on the sides of their cars as well, I thought was quite good. And I liked yeah. how it was shown at the start, like, them using, um, you know, them, them sort of preparing that. I thought that was, that was quite interesting as well. Yeah. Uh, so they're using that on on the cars, and then like a big piece on the front. I thought looked looked, looked quite interesting, like a way to sort of um, drive the the RV into the thing, and then you have the sheet metal, so it goes like over the top as well. So that I guess, like if um, if somebody's a higher higher up than what the RV is, they can't quite shoot the top of it. I, I think that, yeah, that's quite a good idea. Um, there is some negotiating at the sanctuary. Rick does like a countdown and attempts to shoot um, shoot at the sanctuary. I have a few questions about this bit, but we'll talk about it in a second. Um, Jesus says the hilltop stands with Maggie, because of course they do. Yes. <laughs> Gregory is pushed down the stairs, which I thought was the funniest part of the episode. <laughs> yeah, that was and brilliant. And he's pushed down the stairs because he's Gregory and he's disappointed everyone. Um, Rick takes a photo of Negan with a Polaroid Polaroid camera yes Uh, Gregory effectively uh, stills uh, Gabriel's vehicle when Gabriel tries to save him so basically Father Gabriel gets out of um, his his truck type thing goes to um, over to uh, Gregory and says look we can both leave together and Gregory just decides to get in the in the vehicle yeah Uh, and there's a lot of shooting so a lot of stuff to talk about here um I am still a bit. Uh, I've I've seen a lot of people talk about this online as well, and I kind of agree as to. Um, Negan comes out of the sanctuary and is sta- standing like in front of the banister thing, and you know Maggie and Jesus and everyone else is on the other side, and they have these like little slits in the um all these little gaps in the sheet metal where they end up shooting. Yeah, a lot of people said, okay, why didn't they simply just you know shoot Negan or everyone else as well because everyone else ends up coming out like simon and um gregory and uh eugene and all all those characters but they decide to like shoot the windows and stuff yeah yeah i i kind of with you on that i mean you know surely one of them was a good enough shot just to have shot negan because i know what they were saying about you know only one per you know rick constantly says throughout the episode only one person has to die so they're obviously Mm -hmm. You know, and and they try and do a deal which just gets uh, Negan out. But you do kind of think, why didn't why didn't somebody just take Negan out at that point, and then like then try and negotiate with the rest of them? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, um, because it's episode one, and you can't do that. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's a slight plot problem, I think. You mm-hmm. know, because 
I, I, that would have been the most sensible thing to do. I don't get, yeah, there, there needed to be a better explanation why yeah. they didn't just shoot him. I think perhaps this was a situation where good idea, bad execution, because there's basically the idea yeah. of they'll go and scare the sanctuary essentially and drive the walkers into the sanctuary, but which they executed that they did do that. It was mm. just that they also had clear open shots at all the all of, effectively all of the lead leaders of um, yeah the saviors was Dwight there as well I think he was wasn't he uh, no I think Dwight yeah. had scarpered by that point I think yeah um, but like Negan and Simon and all those other people yeah um, so maybe a little bit of a th- thing there with that but um, the plan that they went to go and do worked so you have that at least um yeah. what do you think when gregory gets pushed down the stairs i i love that bit that re- yeah. that made me laugh out loud it's just i love Stephen Ogg. Uh, i mean i've loved Stephen Ogg ever since i mm-hmm. you know he was in uh gta 5 mm-hmm. and and you know he voiced the the character in gta 5 and uh yeah i i thought he was he's brilliant in uh in the role of simon mm-hmm. and it's just the casual way he does it of sort of he pushes him and then kind of turns and walks off <laughs> it's it's just like it, it's so beautifully executed that i think it's really lovely and yeah. gregory what a dick i mean really i i i know i know he's kind of always every man for himself but that was that was incredible just him getting in the car and driving off i really hope i i mean i don't doubt this will happen but i i would hope the next time like gabriel sees him is you know, assuming Gabriel gets out of the situation he's now in, but yeah. you know, next time Gabriel sees him, I would love him to just to walk up to Gregory and shoot him straight through the head. You know, mm. <laughs> I, I just, I really can't stand that character. I mean, I, I, I loved Xander Berkeley and I, I like, I, I like watching on the show, but he's a character I really love to hate. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, what does Gregory even do now? Like, he can't go back to sanctuary exactly because Simon will yeah. say no, you're not coming in. And he's just been told publicly, basically, that he's you know not re- no, he's not, not really welcome. welcome back at the hilltop. So I think what yeah. would happen is if he if he now drives to go back to the hilltop and Maggie and Maggie and or Jesus are there or anyone, they might just say, okay, we won't necessarily kill you, but you're not coming in here. Yeah, I, I think. But yeah, I I don't really know what Gregory's plan was from the start. I think his whole plan throughout this apocalypse is just sort of winging it. Um, yes, I don't think Gregory had a plan at all, other than to keep himself alive. That's that's really the only plan I think yeah. Gregory ever has. So you know, I'm yeah, uh, I would just I, really when he got in the car and drove off, you're like, no, really, <laughs> really, you're going to do that? Yeah. So um, yeah, just such a crap thing to do, and uh, p- particularly as as Gabriel, you know, he's is. Yeah, has a, such a turnaround in his character. I mean, if you think about when we first met him, when he was kind of cowering and, you know, w- was kind of, you know, looking after himself, but had sort of racked with guilt over it. Mm-hmm. And then he's had this major turnaround where you can see, you know, he's a priest with a machine gun and he's in there and helping and, and he's good nature gets him to go and try and rescue Gregory. And Gregory does that to him. It's just terrible. Mm. I mean, even when, like, 
uh, Gregory comes out the door and Negan's like patting him on the back and saying, oh, what, what do you have to say? Gregory, like, he doesn't seem to know, like he knows what he's doing at all. So, no, no, uh, yeah, just, I, I wonder what he's, he's obviously been told to say it and, and he's like, well, this is what you want me to say. So this is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause Negan assumes that he's still in control. I yeah. like Jesus as well when he comes out and I, was it Jesus that turns around and goes, of course, you know, like, of course, this is where he ended up. So, mm. yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have to wait and see what's what's actually next for Gregory. But I don't think he's surviving at least past the mid-season finale. Um, no. If no. next week, like, who who wants yeah, him alive yeah. now? So, yeah. we'll, we'll see, we shall see. Um, what else happens here? Uh, yeah, I like when Jesus says, like, you know, no, Maggie's the the leader of the Hilltop because you've done nothing. Um, yeah. or, or like him and Maggie are sort of co co leaders, I, I suppose. Um, the RV getting blown up is that the original yeah, I, Dale RV? Yes, yeah, it is. It is. I sort of feel like we should have a moment of silence for the RV because because <laughs> that's been like there pretty much since the beginning. You know, um, and I, I, I actually when the RV go blow, got blown up, I was like, no, you can't blow up the RV. It's kind of it's one of the iconic vehicles now. You know, um, so I I thought that was that was a bit of a shame, but mm-hmm. you know, it at least it got to go out with a purpose, I guess, at this point because it's not like they really need it as such. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um these days, not when they've got Alexandria. So uh, but yeah, I I kind of slight mm-hmm. tear when the R V got blown up, I thought. Yeah, there's like a Dale uh figure bundle kind of thing where you can buy like him with a sniper and stuff and the R V comes with it. So yeah, it's pretty <laughs> iconic to him. So that's uh that's quite good. Um but yeah, sad to see that go and I don't know if that was in I know you know what the purpose is of it, but I don't know if the R V was necessary to use that. But no, but I suppose well, they they needed a big they needed a big vehicle to bash through that gate. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the RV, you know, an armored RV seems like the, a good way of doing that because it's probably the biggest thing they've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from a practical point of view, like I say, it's not like they actually need it at this point, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what else was there that happened here? Um, what do you think of the like general action? I thought that it was it was kind of kind of good this is kind of the official start to the war yeah i mean as as an opening salvo for for the war i think this is a fairly strong statement by uh rick and the group you know um uh you know a head-on attack onto the sanctuary um like you say the slight mistake of not just shooting negan through the head when they had the opportunity but Mm. But, uh, you know, I get story-wise, I get why they did it. I didn't quite understand why he took the photo of Negan, other than Negan sort of cowering. But it's not like you can upload it to the internet or anything. You know, you can individually show people, but I'm not entirely sure what purpose that is serving unless it's when they catch um you know if they if they have to interrogate individual members of the sanctuary to go look this is your leader now possibly i was you know. also thinking what about if they send it or well, not send it you can't really send it but <laughs> what about if uh they go to the scavengers and show them that and say like you picked the wrong side i don't know that that might be well yeah but the scav- i think the scavengers the scavengers are a in an odd situation now anyway because yeah they've got both sides kind of pissed at them because you know they they picked the sanctuary side and that went wrong you know because the attack on alexandria didn't really work and then they've got 
you know, obviously the Alexandrians are pissed at them for turning on them anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure what the purpose of the Polaroid was, but I'm sure we'll yeah, find out we'll later. Find out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was, that was kind of cool as well. Um, what else is there here? Uh, Rick takes a photo. Gregory steals the vehicle. I think that's about it for, for that set piece. Yeah. Um, everyone basically just like escapes after, which, uh, as they would do. Um, so one of the biggest talking points is this yellow filter-esque sequence. I'm not going to call it a dream sequence because I don't think it is. I'm not going to no. call it a hal- hallucination because that's pretty much just as bad. Um... He wakes up, uh, Rick wakes up with a beard um, and is living with Carl Michonne and an older Judith, about eight years old, roughly, maybe. Yeah, I don't think it's that old. I think she was only five or six, I thought. Mm. Yeah, and then I put in brackets, I'm a bad judge of age, as you know. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There is a few scenes with this and Judith um, takes Rick outside. Rick also has a walking stick, like a cane walking stick type thing. Yeah. Uh, It continues to show that it's 8.23 in the morning. Whether that's yeah. any indication of anything, I don't think so. No. Um, but you know, have you have clocks beside your bed, so they showed it. But they they did zoom I, in I on think, it, so I don't. I, know. I think I think that again um, is a reference back to Rick waking up the first time in the bed, hmm. because it's it's a mirroring shot of of when Rick first wakes up. Okay. So I I think that's all it was. I don't think there was any significance to the time or anything. I think it was just the fact that they were mirroring the shot. So just like another homage to, um, to, yeah, to episode episode one. one. Yeah. Um, so what did you, what do you think of these? I don't know. I mean, I, I know, I know there is a time jump in the comic books. Um, Mm. You know, we're uh, we're talking sort of around five years, probably that that leap is, judging by Judy's age. You know, so um, it it's it's interesting because it it's it isn't entirely clear whether this is Rick's imagination or whether this is is something that is genuinely in the future and we are looking to bits i mean that that wasn't the only time jump as well because there were other little bits of like um rick stood over those two graves yeah i wrote that that's in a uh, later notes thing yeah so yeah there, there are a couple of time jumps in this uh that that seem to signify various different things and it's sort of it, it's an oddity at the moment that cuz i i don't quite get you know if it's if it's rick dreaming of of the future that he wants mm-hmm. that's one thing or is this is this where we're going to end up maybe yeah. i don't know it is a, it is a nice future so it's an I- ideal one to have although some people said like if this is rick's hallucination or hopes for the future why would he have a walking stick why would he choose yeah that, that, but... that is a fair point I guess so, that would just possibly be an old age thing. I don't know, but no. Well, he's not. I don't think I mean, he's not that old. So no, he's not that old. My guess would be would be something to do with an injury he sustains in the war at some point. Mm. I would have thought, but you know, I, I I don't know. Or it's an injury he sustains somewhere along the way. But but yeah, I mean that's a fair point. If it is if it is kind of his vision of the future, then why has he got the stick? Because you, you know, surely if in a vision of the future he'd be perfectly healthy. So, yeah. yeah. 
but on the did you watch the Talking Dead season eight preview? It was the week before this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, in in that, I can use that as info. It's aired on TV and stuff. Um, Scott Gimple basically answered the qu- the same question from um, Chris Hardwick. And Scott basically said, like, it's not a dream, it's not, like, any sort of hallucination type thing. And he said, comic readers would know what it is, and that's all he's going to say. Um, so I'm glad he didn't say, oh, it, it is this, and you'll find out it's this or whatever. Um, so, yeah, t- take yeah, take yeah. that take that as you will, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I, I know he said, he certainly said it's not, you know, it's all a dream Rick waking up in the bed. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that was those rumors although people have been talking about that so i'm glad he kind of clarified that mm. um yeah it, it's it is interesting that he says you know it's not a dream sequence and he appears to be saying it is genuine uh that they, they they're saying that we should find out what exactly that is by the mid-season finale so you know at least then we'll know but yeah when did he say that about the mid-season finale uh it was something i read in an article apparently one of them um i think that was greg nicotero that had said that and gimbal had said you know you'll find out in the premiere what it's about which of course we kind of got a bit more in the premiere but we didn't really we still don't quite understand what it is yeah um Um, but yeah we shall find out in future episodes so Yes. Uh, speaking of the other two scenes that you mentioned, um, two other Rick scenes. He's standing by, um, and I have less knowledge about these, so that makes for a better conversation. Uh, he is standing by two graves, possibly Glenn and Abraham. It seems to be the same sort of spot as where they were buried uh, from last season, and perhaps this is uh, finally Rick's chance to think about the two of them and give himself some time to, to grieve and to mourn. Um to especially Glenn as Glenn helped him in the tank all those years ago even if he did call him a dumbass um dumbass <laughs> in the tank that was always an uh, iconic scene um so I had the other one written down but we should talk about that one first I really don't know what this is that's I, I wrote that down specifically because that's what I think it is um because they don't sp- explicitly say that in the scene but that's what I wrote down because that's what I think it is uh, yeah, what do you think? Mm, yeah, I mean, I it's two graves at, at um, Hilltop. Yeah, I mean, isn't there a there's a scene? Um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, he's he's sort of mourning over these these graves, and I I don't know whether it's it is just um, Glenn and Abraham. Or which, you know, as you say, it it does appear to be two graves at Hilltop, so that would make sense. But uh, and it could be him reflecting on the on what he has or hasn't done with Negan at the end of the war. Mm. Um, or it could be that it's two new people, you know, two other people that have been killed during the course of the war. So. Yeah, but we know a few people that that isn't if they are telling the truth about this future thing not being of the 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 old man Rick not being a um a, a dream of some description. Yeah. We we now know that Michonne and uh, Carl survive. So uh 
So yeah. I don't know. It's uh, whether whether it's I don't know. But it could be it could be some other people that we lost. It could be Gabriel. It could be you know who knows. But I mean the rule that well not necessarily the rule, but the thing I'm under, trying to understand is if this is two new graves from the hilltop, would that mean that it's two people from the hilltop that died? But Rick does look particularly distraught. Yeah, he does. I mean. Uh... But um, like, I, but yeah. Like so when... I, I don't know. I, unless maybe it's Maggie. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's... I mean that that would make sense. Yeah. Um, maybe it's Maggie and Jesus. You know, or maybe it is Glenn Abraham. Yeah. You know? uh, but so... they could just be trying to send us different messages with like. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this is possibly too new. Great, but. The, the where where it is in this scene, I think it's Glenn and Abraham's graves. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I think. Uh, so the other thing as well, a close up of Rick's face with uh, very red eyes, and his face is distraught, similar to when it's a similar type of face to when. Uh, remember when Negan left Alexandria after killing Spencer? He um killed Olivia. Well, he yeah, kill Olivia. Um, and then when he took Eugene hostage, Rick had a similar type of look on his face. That doesn't necessarily mean it has to be the same situation. Um, but do you think this is a, a third different scene, or do you think this could be a close-up to the no, previous I, scene that we were talking about? It seems to be another scene. This is a scene where he he mutters the word, my mercy prevails over my wrath. Yeah. Um, which uh, you know is a is a fairly kind of important statement because that seems to imply that he he didn't maybe he didn't kill Negan you know because mm. um, I mean we've got to assume that that Rick is going to win this war so uh, but maybe maybe he doesn't end up killing Negan and uh, which. I, you know, I knowing what happened or having read little bits about what happens in the comic books. I right. mean, may, maybe, maybe he doesn't end up killing Negan. So, mm. um, you know, but I, I thought that was, that was interesting, I, but it does also, it looks like it's a separate scene, but it does also tie in, uh, over that, over the scene of him standing stood over the grave sites because you know, the, the phrase, my mercy, mercy prevails over my wrath would sort of make sense with him standing over the grave sites as well. If those graves are Glenn and Abraham and he's talking about Negan. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's possible. So, I mean, this, this episode definitely knows how to get people talking with questions because of these three different like, time periods and stuff. Uh, yeah. It's just a case of, you know, we really just don't know some of this information. So, um, if I was yeah. to take a guess, it, I think it, I, I feel like it's from possibly the same scene, but just a close up of, of Rick's face itself. But like I said, we, we don't really know. Um, so moving on to some other little, this is other little sort of bits and pieces from, from other scenes as well. Uh, Daryl and Dwight exchanging messages via crossbow. Um, something about something happening tomorrow, possibly another attack question mark. 
Um, and he also Daryl also shoots it into a tire of of some sort. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, was that uh, Dwight's bike tire? I think it was. Yeah, I yeah, think he shot it to Dwight's bike tire, which I thought I really liked. I thought that was good. Yeah. Um, so that was that was that was actually before the attack happened, wasn't it? Yeah. So I I assumed that was him signaling the the attack was coming. I think. Hmm. Yeah. That was that was him signalling the attack was going to come the the, the next day, mm-hmm. so I think there was actually yeah that was actually the day before they turned up at the sanctuary. Yeah, because this was actually before uh, this scene was actually before all the, all the attack and stuff. Yeah. Um. So it seems to be a thing that they're they're doing with Daryl and Dwight is like sending secret messages to each other basically because like at the end of last season when there was the the attack on Alexandria and Dwight left the I didn't know thing on the on the king chess piece or whatever it was yeah uh kind of an inter- interesting little thing to do so um i think that's quite cool and it, it's funny how they're both just sort of not really giving each other like happy looks and stuff i mean i know it's not a good time cuz they're at war with kind of each other sort of i mean cuz Dwight's more of a double agent at this point yeah um but we think he's perhaps i i think it's perhaps more on rick's side but he has to seem like he's sort of with with negan with negan yeah yeah um and it's interesting that they the show was dressed and made these characters look incredibly similar i mean they both have bikes both have crossbows yeah both have long hair they both have the jacket thing um and then it's we, interesting how like you've got essentially a two-faced version of Dwight because of his his two-faced <laughs> thing and he's the more villain type. Um Yeah. They they are they are designed to be kind of quite similar because I mean Dwight sort of Dwight almost single white female Daryl really. I mean, yeah. you know, because he kind of, you know, he took a lot of that stuff, you know, the the look and the bike and the crossbow and that that he seemed to really take off Daryl. So, um uh, you know, I, I, they are an interesting pair these two and I don't think they'll ever massively trust each other, but it does seem like Dwight's kind of turned uh on the sanctuary. And yeah. and he's working very much as a double agent at the moment. So, uh, yeah. and then we've got Eugene as well, of course. Who <laughs> yeah. it's not entirely clear which uh, which which way Eugene is going to land. I s- yeah, I simply think that Eugene is just a, a game of survival. Whoever is willing to yeah. protect him, I mean, he didn't have any choice when being transferred to the sanctuary. So it's more of a case of. He's just doing as much as Negan asks so that he can simply survive. Um, so that I just think that's what Eugene's sort of game is. Um, uh, let's move on. Uh, Gabriel being locked. So this is the actual end of the episode. Uh, Gabriel being locked somewhere with Negan and Negan hoping that uh, Gabriel's got a special pair of pants with him. So Yes! Yeah, yeah. Which which we saw in the trailer. And then the camera sort of zooms, zooms up from like a uh, bird's eye view. And the is it like a trailer type thing? Yeah, it's a, it looks trailer. like a static. It's like a static trailer that yeah. they're in. Again, uh, that that shot, that shot with the canyon pulling up, mirrors one of the shots in episode one. Yeah, but um, from, from it's from when Rick is uh, what what we uh, mentioned earlier when Rick is trapped in the tank, and then Glenn, of course, uh, yeah, talks to him on the walkie-talkie. So yeah, I like yeah. that. 
So it's, it's it's really nice, and I mean that that doesn't look good for Gabriel. Although, given that there's only the two of them in there, as far as we know, Negan would be kind of stupid to kill Gabriel off immediately, given that he could probably use his help getting out of the situation that they're in. Mm. Now, whether, whether that help involves throwing him into a bunch of walkers, though, you know, as, as sort of, you know, bait and then making a run for it, which is a possibility, but who knows? Mm-hmm. It does have small echoes of, remember in the season seven premiere when, um, uh, when Negan took Rick into into that um, yeah. van at the time, and then dr- I know he had to drive him out, but he drove him out into the bunch of walkers. It's kind of similar, so I don't know yeah. if if this is like Negan's method for a test or something. Um, which I don't think Gabriel would survive. I know he has like a assault rifle and stuff, but I just don't think he has that in him. Yeah, yeah, because no, you, you, no, you I, see, like when when the camera turns around on Gabriel and the uh, Negan's like starts talking to him. You can see all the shock on Gabriel's face, and it just sort of. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, I, you know, I don't think that was planned in any way. I, I think you know, Gabriel just showed up, and and Negan happened to be hiding out in there. Um, you know, and now they're going to have to find some way out, and whether that involves them working together in some way or not is going to be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because this trailer so, yes. thing gets surrounded by zombies. So yes, yeah. I mean, whether you can get out onto the roof, but the way and the amount of them that's coming, they can probably get up onto the roof themselves eventually as well. Mm. So it could be a case of they have an item in there, they just throw it out the door, and then the zombies kind of walk away a bit. I mean, it did work Maybe. when when I, Glenn was yeah. under a dumpster and Enid threw the the can of food down, and then the zombies all eventually just turned all around. So it could it could work again. Maybe. Uh, but we'll see what Negan has in store for Gabriel. And in terms of Gabriel potentially shooting Negan in that scene, I don't think that would have happened. Gabriel just doesn't have the sort of capacity to do that. No, no, I just, I, yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think Negan's in any danger in that scene. <laughs> no, uh, at all. Uh, Gabriel probably is, but I don't think Negan is at all because you, you're not going to see Gabriel shoot Negan. No. You know, I don't think. Because they're going to save that for Rick. So, mm-hmm. uh, Rick and Daryl walking through some sort of gate somewhere. I think this was towards the end of the episode as well. Um, maybe some kind of supplies are in there or something that they need. Because, uh, I mean, before the episode started, we didn't know any of their plan before the attack on the Sanctuary. So we don't know no. their plans afterwards. So we don't know any of what they have planned. So this could be some more of that type of stuff. Um, yeah. Any idea where they might be going? No, no, no idea oh. at all. I mean, that's kind of been the interesting thing with this is they don't like lay out the plan in any way, shape, or form. You know, you you just know that all we really knew was the fact that they had these armored cars mm-hmm. uh, with the sheet metal on them, and then you got to see what they were doing those. But they haven't laid out any of the larger plan to us so it's that's quite nice because it will get revealed as the episode goes through so uh so yes not entirely sure what's going on there i'd they, they obviously have a a contingency for 
what was going to happen next, given that it was highly unlikely that the lieutenants were going to give up Negan. So, you know, mm-hmm. they obviously know that there is something going next, going to happen next. I'm just not entirely sure where they're going to go with it, but mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to finding out. Yeah. So. And I don't feel like we need any kind of flashback to talk about all of these different plans. They can just execute it on the show and we can just kind of be surprised as we go along, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that that should work that way. Uh, the Archer from the Kingdom and Morgan, I think there's another person there as well, but I can't quite remember. Uh, they're going back to the satellite tower when the, the first kind of attack they did before Negan was actually introduced. Uh, they're going back there for something. The archer lady says that she can't shoot through the fence because Morgan says, "Like, can you can you make the shot?" Um, and she says, "I can't do it." Uh, yeah. So we'll see what what that's to do with as well. Um, but I think it's interesting they have a, at least. I mean, I know we have Daryl and Dwight who kind of have the bow and arrow crossbow type thing going on, but it's interesting yeah. to see um, some archers as well because I think the kingdom has a few of them. She's just yeah the more prominently featured one yeah uh so we'll see what that comes of next week um and in the end of the episode the very end is rick giving a speech saying we've won with like kind kind of doing a fist pump in the air and then the episode ends yeah, and you can see yeah. all the sunlight and stuff yeah um yeah i thought the the three speeches were were kind of interesting as well they, they were quite cool yeah uh, which was at the start and sort of at the end of the episode as well um do you think it was worth them putting the little scene with Shiva in, like, Shiva didn't really do anything. No, <laughs> but that, that was, but... given the fact that all, all Shiva was doing was sitting down, I, I would never not want to see Shiva if they okay. could stick him in an episode. So, so I think that was absolutely fine. Just yeah. to remind you that Shiva's still around and he's mm. fine and uh, survived the, the battle at Alexandria and stuff. So I think that's fine. You know, it wouldn't have cost him a fortune to do that, I wouldn't have no. thought, because it wasn't like it was a lot of movement. So... Uh, that's that's the end of the episode. Like I said, um, anything else to say, or should we move on to some feedback? No, let's go on to some feedback. Okay, just so that you all know, if you do send in emails for feedback, I'm not going to read your email address out because um, that's you know that's information yeah. that I don't have you know permit permission to. I will read out your name, of course. Uh, so just in case anyone's like wary of sending in emails, I won't read out your email address. Uh, yeah. so I don't want you to get potentially spammed. Of course. Or whatever. So. Of course you are. <clears throat> um, but Jack says, enjoyed this episode and the start of the All Out War. I can see the war being finished by the end of episode 8, but it all depends on what AMC decides to do. Because, uh, of course, we do have the writers that say, you know, this is when we want this to happen, but AMC is also the one in charge. So, yes. um, I kind of feel like 8 episodes would be a good length for a war. I mean, if you look at shows yeah. like uh Broadchurch and things like um you know some some of the other eight episode shows that are out there and stuff. Um something like the the final season of the leftovers. You can do a lot in eight episodes. Yeah, no, um, I, I think I mean, well I mean yeah look at things like Defenders which is only like ten yeah, episodes. Yeah. You know, I, I mean I, I think uh, yeah I things. I yeah. quite like that would be yeah exactly I that would be quite good actually to have it at eight episodes and have all because I think dragging out all out war maybe over over the whole of this season um might stretch it a bit thin whereas if you could do it sort of over this 
over the first sort of eight episodes and then maybe kick off a second storyline. That would be quite good, I think. Yeah, like the the next arc, of course. Um, but yeah, it decides. It depends what AMC decides to do and where they want to spend money or don't or um, what they want to basically do with with the show. Because um, I I would hope that at least that when they sit down in the writers' room and they have these eight episode blocks and they have you know these uh, comic volumes they would say okay this is going to fit in this one this is going to fit in this one and so on and so forth um so i would hope that at least they do things like that and then maybe they would say to to kirkman like oh do you want to make any changes here and like should you know storyboard planning basically so i would hope that they do arrange that sort of stuff um yeah so and with how far the comics are ahead you could have it planned out to like season 10, 11, 12 already. Cause yeah. it's as simple as that. Okay. This arc ends here. We can do it to this point or this, this finale or this mid mid season finale. And then you just kind of work from there. So yeah. Uh, thanks Jack for the email. Do you, do you have anything you want to say about that? No, 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 no. I think we cover that. Cool. Uh, Chris, this is, I thought Andy, Andrew Lincoln's performance as Rick was particularly good. And it's a shame that The Walking Dead doesn't get uh, Emmy nominations. If you could give one person from the show an Emmy, who would it be? Um, so I think as our leading man, uh, Andrew Lincoln should get one. But there is multiple people in the show who deserve a bit more recognition. Yeah, I mean, uh, Andrew Lincoln, I think, you know, deservedly would should get an, an Emmy. Melissa McBride as well, yeah. and Jeffrey D. Morgan, I think, probably as well, because he embodies that character so well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but if but, if you would pick one particular person, who would it be? I I think if it's the first Emmy going to a, an actor in The Walking Dead, I think I would probably go with Andrew Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, which, do you think it will ever get any nominations for Emmys? I, I don't know. It's one of those things that at some point, if they make enough noise um, one particular year, it will end up getting Emmy, you know, Emmy nominations at some mm-hmm. point. But I mean, it's strange when... Because uh, the Emmy has a little bit of a like, final season Emmy type stuff. I heard that about Mad Men at the time. Um, yeah. I know that Breaking Bad ha- had that sort of thing as well. It was strange this season with The Leftovers, with that being the HBO thing and that being its final season. It got, I think, like one guest actress got a nomination and that was it. But for the, yeah, because f- for a final season of a show, the next the, the next time they're not going to be able to to do it because the show is ending. So um, yeah. So we I wonder if we'll have to wait until like the final season and like, okay, Walking Dead's ending, we'll, we'll, we'll give them some Emmy nods. But well, yeah, I, I mean, know. that do, that does sometimes happen. If if they announce the final season, then it's never got... Um, I mean, it has it has been nominated for Emmys, um, it's, uh, but not up for the like actors or the shows. It's always for things like makeup and sound and yeah. that sort of thing. I mean, it's, it's actually won for makeup before a hmm. um, couple of times, so... Yeah, it'd, it'd be nice for, like, writing or one of the actresses or actors or maybe the show itself, so... Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. 
Um, so thank you, Krista, for that. Uh, Jason says, who is going to kill Gregory and when? Question mark. He is no use to anyone in the show and is simply a spineless coward. Pretty <laughs> yes. spot on. Uh, I don't think anyone would disagree with you. Uh, no. Even when someone does, such as Gabriel, he betrays them too. Also wonder what Negan's plan is for Gabriel. Um, and now, now that he has two of Rick's people. Um... I mean, when Negan captured Eugene, that was more planned because he showed up to Alexandra. He picked Negan out as the bullet maker. He took him with him. Gabriel could have yeah. not gone um, into that door and end up with Negan. Therefore, he wouldn't be in the same place. Yeah, I mean, and I when when you said he's now got two of Rick's people, I I kind of went. I, I just thought sort of two and then meant oh yeah you mean eugene mm-hmm. but i mean i think i think eugene has i don't i mean I, I don't think he's playing that much of a game i think eugene has kind of genuine genuinely switched sides at this point um I, you know I, I i mean i think he is i think he still has feelings for the alexandrians but you know he feels that negan treats him better yeah you know, so I, I think I, I don't necessarily see Eugene as as a you know one of Rick's people at this point. I think he's a sort of slightly half and half. But I think at the moment he's airing more on Egan's side. Although the events of the episode this week may change his mind about that. But uh, you know, if it if it starts to look like it's it's definitely going the way of the Alexandrians, you may see him come crawling back. But I I don't really see him as as somebody that's one of Rick's people at this point. Uh, Gabriel, like you say, is another matter. I think he just fell into the lap of Negan in in, in that episode, and you know, I don't exactly know. I I mean, Gabriel's one of those characters. I, that you could kill off at this point, but I think he's come so far. It will be a shame to lose him, yeah. you know, just as he's yeah. st- sort of starting to fight, which is, is, yeah, would be a pity, but, um, hmm. yeah, I mean, you know, uh, they, they can't do any also, type of hostage exchange really either. Cause Rick doesn't have any of Negan's people. No, no. So, uh, I, I don't know, but, um, it's not something. This is something then, that happens in in the comics with Gabriel either. Neither is the Eugene thing either. No. Um. So I I don't know where. No, but I mean, where you, he's going to go with Gabriel? Yeah. Um. Uh, but I mean, the whole sanctuary is kind of in disarray right now after that attack. So it, it it's no. I mean, it may be a case of of Gabriel manages to get himself out, or they go and rescue him. I don't know. Mm. We'll see. But. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, I mean, yeah it's, it's going to be interesting. Once they start doing some head counts and stuff, they might see oh, where, where's like Gabriel and stuff. Um, I I mean, as to what happens to Gregory, if it comes out that Gregory left him behind, I I hope somebody just shoots him. You know, I I yeah. either Maggie or um, I think Maggie's the appropriate or one. Rick. Yeah. Maggie or Rick would be quite good, I think. Mm. Maggie's got a lot of revenge to give, like Negan. Yeah, Negan for the death of Glenn and uh, Gabriel for just being Gabriel. Um, yeah, 
I imagine Jesus has probably got a lot of hate towards um, Gregory as well because he's you know spent the, the the longer amount of time with him. So, uh, but I think Maggie will probably kill Gregory. How it it doesn't entirely matter how when. Um, I wonder if if Gregory shows up next episode or I I don't really know what next episode is going to look like. No, um, no. I, I would hope they would pick up from the Gabriel stuff so we find out a bit what's going to happen to him and then maybe go back to like Rick and the group and then maybe go to Gregory and, and that. Well, I, I think you've got to pick up on the Gabriel stuff because you yeah. can't have them. You can't just ignore the fact that they're locked in a trailer for like <laughs> a, a, an episode. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's they're, they're going to have to go and pick that up. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, there was also some other stuff as well, like. Um, remember the young zombie girl that Rick killed in episode one? The yeah. actress who is now, of course, older was apparently in the background when, when Carl was at the petrol station right. and stuff. I didn't actually uh, notice that myself, yeah. but apparently she was. So that's, yeah. that's a nice little sort of, uh, homage as well back to, back to the original episode, the pilot. Yes, it's good. Uh, and then the final thing is Nicholas said, uh, do you think season nine will be the last season of The Walking Dead? And I do not think so, because uh, AMC would, would not like that. And we still have a lot of of story left to go. Uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think while there's still a will to make it, I think it will carry on. And, uh, you know, as as we've mentioned before, there is a massive lawsuit going on, but I think that that will take years to resolve. So I think yeah. until I, I think whilst it's going on, I, I suspect it will carry on getting made. Mm-hmm. So I think so. I think we've got it for a while. Yeah, twelve could be the last season, or do you think it might go past that? Because they they've said twelve is kind of a target. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It's very difficult to say yeah. at this point. Uh, I mean, it will go on for as long as they decide they want to do it. Because I, I think, you know, you could survive without Andy in it at this point. You know, you could take Rick out and still have a reasonable show there, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I mean, I know Andy Lincoln said that you could, that, that the show could continue without him. So... You know, it doesn't particularly rely on one particular cast member still being there, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I can tell you that so I, I, um, the comics are on issue 170-something. I can't remember exactly what number. Um, and Robert Kirkman said he wants to write up to issue 300, and then he'll decide if he wants to end the comics. Given that we have one one of those a month... Um, which is still a lot of a lot of months. Um, yeah, and if the show is going to, I hope that the I hope that the show in the comic will end at the same story point. They'll have different situations because different characters live and die, etc. But I want them to end at the same yeah. checkpoint. So if the comics, let's say the comics end at issue three hundred and we're at issue one hundred and seventy something, um, that's still a lot of seasons. So I don't know. But we we don't know what's what's planned, so we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's it for this week's episode. Thank you all for listening. Uh, you can find us on entertainmenttalk.org. We've got a lot of stuff going on at the moment. Uh, me and Robert, of course, are doing our video games coverage. Um, this week we talked about we we did kind of an extensive 
kind of first impressions on um, South Park Fractured by Hole, which I know you've played as well and you've quite enjoyed. Um, yes. I think yes. I'm like right at the end of the game, but I'll uh, talk about that, of course, on the games podcast. Um, we talked, of course, about the sort of week's gaming news as well, uh, with EA doing some rather dodgy things uh, involving Star Wars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes. And then... Uh, what else is there? There was the first impressions video itself for South Park, so that's where I essentially play the first sort of ten, fifteen minutes of of a game and tell you what I think. Uh, so the review of that will be coming once I finish the game. I'm doing written reviews for Star Trek Discovery and uh, Marvel's, uh, you know, the, the Gifted X Men spinoff. Those should come out on Mondays. Uh, the Walking Dead podcast, of course, which you're listening to. Thanks for doing that. And then the other one is. We have two kind of recurring podcasts. One is the uh, CW Superhero Show, which I've decided we're going to do every sort of five episodes, like once every sort of five weeks kind of thing. And then the TV uh, podcast, which there is one coming out this week on on Thursday, uh, that's our sort of just general TV discussion podcast. So look out for all that sort of stuff uh, on entertainmenttalk.org. You can find uh, David on geektown.co.uk or at uh, Geektown on Twitter. So if that's for your like, um, your edit yes. news and updates and all that sort of stuff, find out what shows survive because not everything does. Uh, you can find yeah. us on Twitter and Facebook uh, as well. Links for those are in the description. You can join the Facebook group as well. Uh, you tell your friends and family. Word of mouth is a good way to spread the word as well. And then rating and re- reviewing us on iTunes is a good way you can help us out, get us uh, shown in the feed and stuff. So that's it for this week. Thank you all for listening, and we shall see you on the next piece of contents for episode two. I don't know what it's called, but we'll find out, and we'll find out what happens next week. See you <laughs> next time. Goodbye. Bye.